Welcome to Showbuzz Sports, your one-stop shop for all things sports. I'm Michael Owen. As always, we have Peyton McCowan and Cameron Turner. And today's special guest, we have Carson Dickey. What's up? Thanks for having me. We got a little Vanderbilt football preview today with the SEC East. Dickey's in here to talk some Vandy football. So uh, I'll let Dickey get right after it and see what he's got. He's got some notes here. Well, what do you want to get into first? We've well, we'll go into the schedule and then we'll we'll get into the players and. All right. Schedule, um, definitely winnable games on here. Um, road road schedule is a little you know tougher, um, you know, but do have some tough opponents at home. Um, we got NTSU, Nevada. We go to then we travel to South Bend, play Notre Dame, come back home and play South Carolina, uh, Tennessee State at home after that, and then we go on the road. To Athens, play Georgia, come back home against Florida, then we go on the road to Kentucky and Lexington, first of a three-game road stretch, and then we travel to Fedville, play Arkansas, and then we, then we travel to Mizzou, and then come back home and finish it out with Ole Miss and and Tennessee. Um, you got some, you got good games in there, but it's not that it's not like a really tough schedule. I mean, it means you're gonna have some tough games. Yeah. But it's definitely you could could do better than last year possibly. Yeah, last year that was. Well, I can get into that. Um, it was definitely a. I look at that as a very two-sided coin. Um, it's more lopsided than it than it is uh, mm-hmm. split down the middle. Start the year out three and zero, including a fourteen seven win over Kansas State, and at that point I thought we looked really really good. And then Bama comes to town and just and just. Blows us out, and that kind of put a damper on the rest of the season up until you know we finally beat tennis. We and we beat Tennessee at the end of the year, so that was good momentum heading into this year. But you know, starting out three and zero and holding a Kansas State team uh, to seven points—that's that's a tough thing a, to do. It was a big game. It big was win. national TV. Um, you know, them being from the Big Twelve, they got you got you got to score score points. Um, Oklahoma scored a lot of points. Texas Tech, uh, TCU. Uh, you know, teams that that would go out there and put some points on you, and we held them to seven. I thought that was very yeah, impressive, impressive. Our defense. Held their own to SECD. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, like I said, Bama came to town, and we got blown out a lot, um, not just by them, but with the other SEC opponents, um, one and seven in conference play last year. So that was, one being Tennessee, right? Yes, yeah. Tennessee was our only conference, only conference win. Uh, but this year. You know, we always try to look at the at bright least, side coming into the year. Well, at least Tennessee didn't win a conference game. Yeah. yeah as long as we Tennessee. beat <laughs> we, we can probably go 1-11. And if that one game we beat Tennessee, you know, I think a lot of people are happy, which is it's kind of bad. But, hey, it hey, is you, what it is. You beat, you beat the Rocky oh, Top, so yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> Getting off the schedule, though, uh, you're, uh, you got Kyle Shermer coming back at quarterback. Yeah. Um, senior year. And uh, – you got the transfer from Illinois at running back. How many reps do you think he'll get? Uh, as far as – well, we can look into the offense. Um, overall, we have uh, seven offensive players coming back, five on the defense. Offensively, um, our key guys that I, I really think will make a huge impact, obviously Shermer. Um, he'll be QB and he'll start for the second year in a row. Um, played pretty well last year, I felt. Um, I think it was the first time um, since '09. Uh, that a uh, a Vanderbilt QB had more touchdowns and interceptions, uh, so that's, that's all. That's yeah. that's assuring. Um, offensive uh, passing offense did get a lot better last year. 
Um, and then the run, and then the running game. You mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn, Ellen, uh, transfer from Illinois, sat out last year, so he'll be ready to go. And Card Blasting Game will, I think, will be your starter. Um, six plus six foot guy and about two hundred and thirty pounds. I think he's about six foot six one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a big boy out of Huntsville. Um, shared shared the rock, shared reps last year a lot with Ralph Webb, who who left Vanderbilt as a leading uh, school's leading rusher. So. Had some good company last year in the backfield. Definitely learned a lot, I felt, from Webb. And um, we got a, a lot of new receivers um, and a big one, Kalijah Lipscomb. Um, he, he, had, uh, he had a lot of reps last year. I believe he led the team in, in receiving touchdowns. You got a big four-star um, coming in with receiver too, don't you? I believe so. Uh, yeah, C.J. Duncan, Caleb Scott, and Trent Shurfield, they're, they've all moved on, and those are three really good receivers. Yeah. Um, Great hands, um, so Lipscomb will be that guy on the in the receiving core that they're going to look to to lead that and be and be the leader. He's a junior, I believe, so he'll get he'll you know be looked to a lot by by Shermer. Mm-hmm. And on the we'll get to the defensive side of the football. Uh, not, five, not much depth at linebacker. No, um, um, secondary is a plus though. Secondary is a plus. Pass rush. Yes. Um, Five returning defensive starters. Um, the secondary, as I, I think, is our our strong point. You got Jawan Williams, really good cornerback on one side. You got you got um, Terry and Ferguson on the other. Um, both those guys had they started last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can throw Trey Herndon in there as well. Uh, really good cover guys. So I think secondary will be a big help. It'll it'll be a big help for us if all those guys can stay healthy and play. At the level, and hopefully better than they did last year. Uh, defensively, um, you know, I, got, I got some notes here. Let's see. We, as far as rushing for defensively, um, Vanderbilt's offense um, rushed for 1,286 yards, and we allowed our opponents to rush for 2,382. So that's a 1,000-yard difference. Mm-hmm. So we definitely need to improve in the – in the rushing category defensively. Uh, passing was a little better. Um, limited the, uh, to limited all opponents to 2,300 yards. So passing was our, our bright spot. I think we kind of wanted teams to pass on us. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, rushing, I think, needs to be a, a definitely a, a concern coming into this year. Because if you can't stop the run, they're just going to keep running right. it and run down, yeah. down your mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, um, Charles Wright on the on the D line. He led the team with nine sacks last year. So, hopefully, he'll have this. He'll have the similar and a little more, a little better production. Uh, this in a few mm-hmm. weeks. And Josh Smith, he's senior linebacker. He's he's been there. Uh, his brother Emmanuel, a little bit a little bit older than him. He played at Vanderbilt as a as a linebacker. So, Josh Smith out of Murfreesboro, kind of a local guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll lead that. De- he'll lead that de- okay. uh, linebacking core. The schedule in the West, uh, you split. You're splitting at home in a way. You got Arkansas on the on the road, and you got Ole Miss at home. You think you can win any of those? I think Ole Miss. I think we can beat Ole Miss. Um, Jordan Tayamu is going to be um, Ole Miss a starter, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, play, played uh, fairly decent when Patterson got hurt, um, but we're at home, and we always we always play Ole Miss really really close. Aside from last year, I was in Oxford. When we traveled and we just didn't look like the same team, 
uh, that we did the first three games of the year. But it's a new season, and I think with Ole Miss coming into our house, uh, we play obviously a lot better like most teams do. We play better at home. So I think when we beat Ole Miss, Arkansas, that that's real iffy for me because Arkansas, they did not have a great, great year last year. So they're trying to find their stride as well. New coach Chad Morris. From New coach. So, yeah, I mean, we may can go 2-0 and against our Western opponents. So I, th- I think we got a good chance in, in both games. Uh, Derek Mason back for the fifth season. Fourth, fourth season. Year. Yeah. Uh, he's 18-31. and 31. Yes. You got, a lot, you got some confidence in Derek Mason, or are you? He – it's consistently. I feel like has we have we have inclined um, with him taking over. I think we we were very competitive first three games of the year defensively. Um, now that that kind of fell by the wayside there as the season went on, but with him, we we know what he did at Stanford as a defense coordinator. Stanford yeah. was always top five defense in, yeah. in a bunch of categories. So I think with him taking on that defense and being the head coach and slash the defensive coordinator, um, last year I think it, it helped us out tremendously and uh, kind of let Andy Ludwig, our offensive coordinator, uh, kind of do work, kind of have yeah. a, a lot of say offensively. But he brings he's bringing in a guy that he had at Stanford. I forgot his name. But bringing in a guy that he coached with at Stanford. So hopefully um, we won't get blown out as – as bad, and we'll we won't allow as many points. Yeah. Well, market calendar is November seventeenth. We'll go. We're going to go to Nashville. Go to Nashville. Ole Miss. Sounds good. Ole Miss Bandy. Sounds uh, good. But uh, getting back to the schedule, uh, I'm I'm going to go and I'm going to think I'm going to say six games. With a that's a that's a coin flip too. Because yep. I think you could very easily win seven instead of six. Yeah. But it's just the uh, the road games, man. Notre Dame, Georgia, Missouri. That that would hurt. The Ole Miss game, you're coming off three games in a row on the road, mm-hmm. and then you got Ole Miss and Tennessee. So, and if you can if you could get one game, or if you could get if you could get Kentucky, and get some momentum off that game and win Arkansas, because I think you're going to lose Missouri. I think Drew Locke's too talented. But if you could get two out of those three and then come home against the Against the Rebels and uh, the Vols, I think he could get seven games, but yeah, it very well could happen. Yeah. There's, it's a good thing we have Carolina and Florida at home, because I yeah. think if we have to travel to both those places, I don't think we're we're we compete. I don't say compete. No, I don't it's think very, we're it's very as, as well as we are. Yeah. Very challenging. With us being at home, those two games, I think I think it helps a lot. We so got the, the home schedule is, is definitely favorable. Um, last six games of the year, we got Florida, Ole Miss, and Tennessee at home. I think I think we can beat Ole Miss and Tennessee. Florida, I think we'll compete. You know, if if that's one, I'm picking that as my upset of the year for yeah. us. I think we can if we can keep it close and be in it at the end. I think we have a chance. Yeah, um, that's all you can ask for is having a chance. Yeah. Staying quarter. with it, and that's like Carolina. Jake Bentley is a really good quarterback for them. They, you know, coming off, I believe, a bowl win last year. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they they have expectations. I think they'll be, they'll battle Florida for second position in the East. I, I think they can. I think they can meet Florida. So that'll be a tough game. First SEC game for us, uh, coming back from Notre Dame. Um, 
you know, if we can just stay in it, we always play Carolina close. You know, you look at recent years, we're always we're always in it with in it with them. So, you know, definitely definitely a favorable schedule as far as an SEC schedule. Nick, you're, yeah. not playing, you're not playing Bama this year, right. so that's a plus. You don't, don't have Auburn, Auburn either. You either. don't have LSU. Auburn. I mean, you, the, you got two of the less less talented teams in the West right. with Ole Miss and Arkansas. But those t- those two teams still can play football. Oh yeah, and they're real. Really they have to. Deep. They're in the SEC oh. West. You got to compete every year. You got to. The thing, recruit. it's two different teams though. You know, Arkansas is better defensively, and Ole Miss is really a high scoring offense. So you're gonna have two different game plans against those West teams. But uh, staying in football, we'll go to uh, UNA football. Um, getting ready for fall camp. First week of fall camp this week. And, Some big uh, news coming to the UNA camp today. Big news coming, and uh, we uh, signed a contract. We're going to play BYU in 2020. That'll be fun. Up in Utah, so uh, that'll be a exciting uh, reasserted for uh, North Alabama, the university, and the athletic department as well. Go uh, there and pull W out. Maybe, maybe. You know, <laughs> just my. I don't know about it, but I don't know about that. <laughs> but. Uh, a lot of position battles, from what I'm yeah. hearing, through our guys that are covering the football team. Uh, there's a lot of there's a very competitive running back battle as well as quarterback. Uh, Who's got, the competing quarterbacks? Well, you got Rico. He's a senior. He's started most of the majority of the games last year. I think he started six or seven football Something games. Like that, yeah. Uh, and then you got the Christian Lopez transfer. Got from Arizona, uh, community college out in Arizona. But uh, Rico Bert- Bruton uh, started the majority of the football games last year. I think he started uh, s- seven games, and we did go five and five. But you know, we got the new. We got a new DC, and that was the struggling. We we struggled. Both really offensively and defensively last year, we really didn't have a standout side of the ball. We have a new offensive coordinator, Ryan Applin. Yeah, Ryan Former Applin takes over at Arkansas State. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. We had how many? How many young talent did we have on UNA last year? I mean, we had. I mean, we had some young guys playing. Uh, we only had, I think, we only had one true freshman that started. Yeah, or uh, two true freshmen. We had a conference, uh, conference All American, uh, Christian Taylor. On the defensive side of the ball, I mean, the defensive seems to be the strength point, stand, yeah. the standout. I mean, you got the Will Evans who started as a true freshman; he'll probably start all four years. And then you got Taylor, and then the you other have Chris Johnson coming back. He'll be a senior All-American yeah. safety. Um, um, but uh, at running back, you're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Nick Taylor and Damon Cox. Nick Taylor led the team last year with 531 yards. On the on the on the ground, and uh, he'll be battling out with Damon Cox and then another younger player, uh, Terrence Humphrey, who only had 127 yards on the ground last year. Didn't get much playing time. But uh, do we know anything about the receiver core yet? Exercise of that's one very very average. I mean, that's one area I am anxious to see. Is obviously the defense going to be their defense going to keep us in games. can we pass the football? I think it's a big question. We struggle. What kind of offense are we running? Spread. It's a spread. Yeah. Spread. The spread. We got a dual threat. Uh, Rico can run the ball, get out of the pocket easily. He did that but, um, way better than he, he passed also, last year. 
Yeah. Mm. Runs the ball much better than he can pass it. But he is athletic, so uh, and I've heard he's been working hard all summer. So maybe the passing will be big question. Oh, yeah, it's a big question. But uh, getting back to Terrence Humphrey, he did tear his ACL last year, and Coach Willis believes he'll be back for the opener against um, against uh, Southern Southern Utah. Southern Utah. That's on the road. So first two games are on the road. Uh, we go to Alabama and m the second week of the season in Huntsville. And then we travel to North Coast State, which is the marquee game of the year that everybody's marking the calories on because it is a very high-profile on the Carson Wentz program. Carson Wentz. On the Carson Wentz, the Super Bowl champion. Yep. And they also won the national championship last year, I believe, in the FCS. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we are D1 now, and football will be the only sport that we are not playing Division One opponents will be in the FCS. So, I will hit, I'll hit on this as far as long-term is how is recruiting. Yeah. We can't go to the postseason until 2022. Yeah. So you're having to recruit very hard to guys and say, hey, come, come play here. You're not going to get a chance at a national title, but yeah. come here and just see what happens. You know, we do have a very his, historic, historic program um, that I'm very proud to to be a part of as as far as a student at this at this university, but I will say the facilities they're not D one I think no Mm-mm. you know definitely have to no barely D two yeah definitely have to spend more money in that area to get better facilities um, but we are renovating um, volleyball got new locker rooms I think they unveiled those uh, either today or a few days ago um, they redid the gym floor. So we're making strides toward you know being that that D one football uh, D one uh, school here in um, the northwest part of the state. Um, looking at the freshmen with UNA, uh, Jawan Price is an incoming running back freshman. He'd be a true freshman, and uh, DeAndre Hampton, the wide receiver position, also a freshman, and. Uh, they they are hopeful that the, those two players can contribute to the offense, uh, but really the big question is will the offense improve, improve on last season and be more effective than they were last season? Because last year we were a very average uh, offensive football team. I think it'll be well, better. We'll see. Can I'm, we pass the football? I'm always hopeful. <laughs> can we pass the football? Yeah. Question. We'll see. But moving on, NFL. Yeah. Got Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Little Kelvin Benjamin came out and Taking said some shots. Taking some shots that he Cam. would have so, rather played for uh, more accurate. Yeah. Quarterback. More accurate quarterback. Which is fair. Because I mean, Cam is not accurate. And he's very off the wall on his passes. He's either really good one day. Or he's just really bad. I mean, that's what he's been like the past or two runs seasons. Him, runs himself into problems. Yeah. Which I don't. I don't blame Benjamin one bit. I mean, if he was, it'd showcase his talent a lot better if he was at like getting passes from Rodgers or getting passes from Brady or one of those pro style quarterbacks. Now Newton does give you flashes of him being really, really good. Yeah, I know. On his best oh, day yeah. and with that defense, which Carolina relies so much on, that keeps them in games. 
they can I feel like they can compete with anybody. But can Cam Newton come out every week of, of the season and perform at a high level? I consider him a B quarterback. He just got to be consistent. He's not, the, he's not in that A plus A minus category because of the inconsistencies that he has um, running and throwing the football. So, really wanting to see how how he plays this year. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to give him more chances. They're going to let him keep throwing at him because they invested their they did. whole offense around him pretty much. So, their question you just have to ask is, when's enough enough? When do they? I mean, give up on him. No. If they just continuously have losing seasons, eventually they're going to have to Make a part ways. But I, I still give another two. Is he number one overall pick? Oh, yeah. 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 So like, he had a lot of hype coming around him. Yeah. And he come off the natty yeah. against Oregon. The Bama win. The Iron, Iron Ball. Yeah. Very memorable Iron Ball. <laughs> yeah. As most of them are, especially in the state. Next we've got Hard Knocks. Come on, HBO. Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Cam's favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Seal, he's seal not my favorite <laughs> quarterback. I just think he's not – I think he's going to have a lot better career. And uh, I actually think he's going to have a great career compared to what most people think because everyone just wants to label him based off of Johnny Menzel's successes and losses well, and defeats. And that's, that, that's all anyone ever says. Oh, he's just another Johnny Menzel. He's going to be garbage because of Johnny Menzel. He's his own person. He seems to be a little bit more mature. But he's falling down the same type of pass as Johnny he, Manziel. He, no, he I, hasn't. I, Johnny Manziel's disciplinary problems escalated as he got older. Ba- Baker started out really bad at his freshman year of college, steadily got better. I'm just saying they both had off-the-field issues in college. Baker Mayfield's off-the-field issue was a bar altercation. It wasn't, I mean, he got it wasn't so, consistent. He, he, ran, he ran from the cops. He did, I, they had to chase him down down the street. He like, held his video nuts. camera. Okay, holding his nuts on the field. The character issues. I don't want to hear that. I mean, that, that's that's competitive nature. I mean, we don't. I'm just saying, it's, we don't, it's comparable. It's not he comparable. Showed, he has he has the history of of running into it with police officers, and much like Menzel did. So I think that comparison is there. But like you said, he is he is more mature. I feel like so. He's a lot better athlete too. To be fair, I mean, and, Menzel. Manziel was a good athlete. Manziel just didn't. I mean, Manziel did not have an elite arm. I think Baker Mayfield probably has is tied for the best or has a clear best arm in this draft. I mean, I think his throwing, maybe not accuracy okay, so wise, but you're saying that he has better arm than Rosen. I think yeah, he can throw the ball farther than Rosen and Darnold in terms of power. That's bold right there. That's, I mean, that's facts. That's not facts. It's facts. I mean, go watch. You watch highlights. I mean, this dude's sitting set-footed, not even stepping into it, throwing 65-yard fades. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So you're saying that Rosen and Darnold can't make that throw? I'm not saying they can't make that throw. I'm just saying Baker makes it a lot more effortlessly than they do. But I do think Darnold is a lot better field general, and I think he does has a little bit more accurate arm than Mayfield. But I think if Mayfield can tone it in and dial it in, I think they both have potential to have great careers. I mean, I think the only true bust in this quarterback class I don't think Lamar Jackson does a lot at the QB level in the National Football League. I what, think. What about what about Josh Allen? That's, that's my that's my clear bust. I think he's. And then it goes to Baker. I think he's he has that bust potential, but I think he has a. I think he has a Tannehill type career. Allen does. I think he's a mediocre starter for a low level. Hurt a lot. Level team, yeah. I don't think he has the expectations that Donald. Oh no, and he's Rosen definitely he's definitely Mayfield the best. He's definitely in the best position because he has no pressure. No one's no. talking about him. 
You go to Wyoming. Nobody watches the Cowboys play football no. in Wyoming. And then you go to the Bills. Yeah, and then you go to nobody, the Bills. The only, only time anybody's talking about Buffalo is when it snows. Yeah. And if Jim Kelly says something. He was the statement of he was going to prove – that there were was it thirteen mistakes in front of him? He was the one who came out with that statement, or was it? Yeah, yeah. he had some draft draft night issues. Yeah, because and he he, um, he was pretty embarrassed. Thought he was gonna be taken a little bit earlier. Some I, I think it was racial comments, or maybe. I thought that was Rosen. Was, no, 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 was that wasn't Rosen. Yeah. It was Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, he's <clears throat> Josh Rosen's also in a great spot in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna have the best immediate impact of any quarterback. Yeah, I, I believe that too. He stayed warm. Played at UCLA. Oh, yeah. And now he's in Arizona with the Dome. Um, though, but Hard Knocks here. Y'all going to watch it? I am. Yeah, It'll be fun to watch. Everyone's going to watch Hard Knocks. 0-16 season coming off. I think they're the most interesting 0-16 yeah. team ever. Yeah. Definitely. They're the most talked about 0-16 team Drafted ever. Mayfield and Pe- Jabril Peppers. And they drafted Denzel Ward. Don't forget about him. Ohio Let's State. Let's not get started. in a corner. About Very good Cleveland Browns. They also got a trade. ability. They also uh, they also traded for Demarius Randall from Green Bay. Oh, and we did draft two corners to replace him. Does Cleveland have one of the worst draft teams in front offices in NFL history? I mean, read read the read read Recent, it out. Yes. So uh, out since uh, the year two thousand nine, when they drafted Trent Richardson, who was traded, they've also drafted. Markevious Mingo from LSU. These are all first-round picks. He was traded, yeah, first-round picks. It was traded. Justin Gilbert from Oklahoma State. It was traded. Danny Shelton from Notre Dame. Who was traded? Cam Irvin was traded. Corey Coleman from Baylor. Who they picked over Laquan Treadwell from Ole Miss. Traded. Salty. Um, Salty Ole Miss fan. Salty. Um, <laughs> Brandon Whedon was cut. And Johnny Manziel was also cut. He's in the Canadian, Canadian And this football. is coming over times where they passed up Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. They passed up on uh, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Um, and I want to say there's another one. You know Carson Wentz is thinking, him and Watson are thinking the Thank God. dear Lord baby Jesus that they get sent to Cleveland. <laughs> thank, thank Jesus that we did not go to Cleveland. But um, you know, Tyrod Taylor. They they trade for Tyrod Taylor. They bring in Jarvis Landry from Miami. They had good pieces. I mean, they they do have yeah. some good pieces around them. It's just a lot of dysfunction and dumpster fire history. That can only go up though. And there was a marijuana <laughs> incident either today or yesterday. Yeah, uh, a f- uh, Florida player, uh, Antonio Callaway, a wide receiver for Florida. Josh Gordon, uh, their McIlwain <laughs> days. Uh, they had they had came out when they drafted him said they were going to use Josh Gordon as a mentor, and well. he was arrested last night for possession of marijuana. I bet those, Josh Gordon's in the hot seat right now too. Those those <laughs> schools in Florida, I mean, they got some disciplinary. Florida problems. should be last chance you next season. I mean, you got the old the old style you. I mean, the Miami team had a lot of problems. I mean, these teams look like they're borderline being ran by narcos. I don't know. Watch out for Independence Community College. Yeah. On the uprise. Mm, yeah, that was a good series. Did um, you watch all of it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> but, it was um, good. It was entertaining. Staying was. in the <laughs> NFL, we'll go to the Cowboys with a couple questions of their own this year. Uh, can Zeke stay out of trouble? Ezekiel Elliott, can he stay out of trouble and get back to his rookie year, his old self? I bet he has a great and year. And also, uh, been in the news a lot lately, 
Will the Cowboys trade for Earl Thomas from the Seahawks? He's, he's came out and said he wants to play with Dallas. He don't want to play in Seattle. Not going <laughs> to show up to Seattle training camp. And he made it clear he wants to play with the top of the Cowboys. And uh, it's up to Jerry Jones, man. Is he going to pull the trigger and bolster, bolster the defense and help Dak Prescott out and Zeke? Is it? And then they cut Dez. I think they need a high-profile guy yeah. on defense. They do. They do. Earl Thomas would be great yeah, for that second day. Big hit in safety, physical. Yeah. Fit right in with the Cowboys. Just with Sean Lee up the middle, too, at linebacker. Yeah. Help him out. You know, he's been on the injury list a lot last couple of years. And they drafted a uh, linebacker. Was his, his Vander Esch? I can't remember his first name. But uh, first round, it was a uh, linebacker. But some other new new players with new teams. Kirk Cousins going to play with the Vikings this year. Uh, Marcus Peters going to play with the Rams, along with Akeem Tlaib on the other side. And uh, Tyran Matthew, the Honey Badger, going to Houston and play with the Texans. J.J. Watt, it's a good fit for him, yeah. I think. Michael Bennett goes to the Eagles, and that's just a head-scratcher. Like, can they get any better? And for for our listeners, Peyton actually just did scratch his head. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Graham to the Packers. I bet, yeah, you're yeah, happy, you're about, happy that. about that, aren't you? That's ha- yeah. very happy about that. Movie. He's gonna have um, one of probably his best year yet. We'll talk I, about we'll talk about the Packers in February. Um, <laughs> Brandon Cooks gonna be playing with the Rams, and Deion Lewis is with the Titans along with his former teammate in New England, Malcolm Butler, who was benched in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean he was. I still in really the don't understand why, but. Um, we'll only know getting back to know. speaking of the Patriots and Bill Belichick, we'll get to the AFC North predictions. And really, when I first look at this, it's like who's going to finish last? That's who's going to finish bottom three. I mean, because we know the Patriots are yeah. first. Who's finishing two, three, four? You got I, Buffalo coming. I, I think I, yeah, I think Buffalo gets the two spot. It's and then Jets. It's going really going to be Miami and New York battling out. And I think Miami's in a better situation than the Jets right now because, you know, the Jets do have a quarterback controversy. I mean, they got they just drafted Sam Darnold from USC. And they got Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown, who started for them in the past. He's but, been everywhere. Uh, the Jets do have a lot of real, really good talent on the defensive side of the football. So the Jets are – it's a process. But – I think, to say I think they have it. I I think they could steal a game or two. The quarterback in the, issue in the National Football League this year, with all these rookies and quarterback changes and trades and everything, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be oh, a fun thing to watch. Oh, I'm so ready. I mean, it's going to be a so fun thing ready. to watch. Yeah, we knew coming in with all these big yeah. quarterback draft class we had. I think I think the Jets can beat get a snag a game from Miami or maybe Buffalo. Yeah, I see. I, I think they'll take two from Miami. Yeah, I don't. I see Miami coming in last. Yeah, and, and I can see them splitting with with Buffalo. Miami and New York are really close to each other. I mean, you yep. know, they got some really good players on the defensive side. You know, uh, uh, Miami has Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, and then the Jets drafted Jamal Adams from LSU, who's been played really well for them last year. Yeah, but um, say if Brady goes down. They lost Muhammad Wilkerson. He went to Green Bay, played for my Packers. If, if Brady goes down, it might be. Oh, it'd yeah. be, I mean, it'd be a good race. AJ McCarron and Ron Tannehill and Sam Darnold. I think the Jets have, out of Miami, Buffalo, and New York, Jets have 
what the other two don't, and that's a franchise quarterback in Sam Donald. Yeah. I think if he can develop into a player early in his career that, that they they compete, they're around seven, eight, nine wins a season, it's, a, you know, I see him having, when Brady's gone, Brady is 40 years old, you know, it, only a few more years when Brady's gone. Darnold's division. That division is open, and it's I think Could it's be. Darnold's for the taking. So I, I'm real high on Sam Darnold. I think that Cleveland should have took him. I'm surprised they passed on him, but typical Cleveland move. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think Sam Darnold is the future of that division after Brady. So yeah, but who starts a game first? Sam Darnold, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Out of those three, mm. who, who we think? No, I, I think it's Sam Darnold. For sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think Baker starts until at least week seven, week eight. They're going to let Tyrod Taylor run that. Yeah. Ex- you know, he's experienced, played in Buffalo, kept mm-hmm. Buffalo competitive for a few years. I am in the playoffs last year. I think Baker sees significant reps starting week three. I think he starts by week four or five. I think you just don't – you don't draft a guy number one overall if you plan to sit him a whole season. If they plan to, if they plan to start him – he wouldn't be playing garbage time Thursday night. So he's playing third and fourth quarter. Tyrod's getting the reps. I don't even think Baker's had gotten reps with the first team. Yeah, but if you were planning to sit him the whole year, why not go with Darnold or one of those types and let them just he, develop the offense? You they're, know? Not, they're not smart enough. They're not smart enough to do that. I'm just saying, I mean, I think he's going to play most of the season, start most they of the should, season. They should have they picked Bradley Chubb. With the number one pick, pick Denzel Ward at four, and bolstered their defense to a, cap, a defensive caliber team that can compete with teams. Because you got to look at the division that they play in. You got Le'Veon Bell. You got Joe Flacco, who I mean hasn't been very good as of as of lately. But and then other than other than I just don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not with the Baker pick. I don't. No, I don't no. agree with the pick either. But but if you're gonna if you draft him first overall, you do not plan to sit him. I mean that's you don't want to sit him up. I, I mean I'm not saying that they, they don't plan to sit him, but I just don't see why they would draft him number one overall if they don't plan to play him. Because there's so many better picks that you could have taken that could have stepped in and made an immediate yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean a lot of. Very good quarterbacks have sit. You gotta look at Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre. But these are he quarterbacks. Yeah, these are quarterbacks that are playing behind elite yeah. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Tyrod yeah, yeah, I mean Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is not. A, yeah, he's not an elite quarterback. <laughs> That's like all all of those QBs. Cleveland's a dumpster fire. I think we can all agree. Yeah, when sixteen. That's. Fair enough to I say. I think once they come back in the next couple of years and win a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be oh my great God. 30 for 30. Give them about eight or nine years. They already have one. Which that's about pretty much the whole city. But <laughs> oh, I'm saying that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, changing teams to the New York football giants. Uh, Odell Beckham looking for a big payday. He gets Deserves a big it. payday, but not the best player, not the best paid player in the NFL. Now it's Kirk I think he'll get. I think he'll get somewhere around twenty, twenty-two million dollars a year. I think he'll be the most 
paid receiver. He'll be he'll be the highest paid offensive player outside of quarterback. And to think this all started with one catch. Lots of catches. But, I mean, until <laughs> after that one catch, I mean, his media presence and everything just bolstered. Well, I think he uh, he, he needs five touchdowns in the first three games to be the quickest player ever, quickest receiver ever to 50 touchdowns. And that would be ahead of the newly enshrined Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and Jerry Rice. It's good company. That's very good company. <laughs> both of them are actually paid. Both of them are actually inducted this year. Yeah. T.O. skipped his. What do y'all think about that? Was when he in Chattanooga yeah, talking? Your yeah. T-chat? <laughs> it's all a moderate. Uh, I mean, he does what he wants. I mean, he, he said always has. All the fo- he said <laughs> I the will fo- say. Well, his reasoning was he said the football writers didn't treat him good during his career or something. He wasn't going to give them the respect. It was actually that he didn't get in first ballot. Last year he didn't get in. And uh, I will say this. T.O. loves attention, and he's mm-hmm. definitely going to get attention for the rest of his career because he's the first player to ever do that. And you, every time somebody – Kind of disrespectful. Like, yeah, kind of, it is. Yeah, it's, it is. But, you know, when people think – when people just watch the Hall of Fame, they're going to be like, hey, you remember when T.O. skipped his induction? I would have thought Randy Moss would have skipped his more than I would T.O. Yeah. Why, why do you think that? Just I mean, T.O.'s a little more flashy. T.O. likes to spotlight Randy Moss. He's a little more to himself. Randy Moss is country. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, going into uh, MLB, uh, we got a couple of trades that happened yesterday and the day before. Uh, Mike Fires going to the Athletics, and Pittsburgh picking up a Danny Hetcheverria to play shortstop for them. Uh, Pittsburgh is actually down right now. I know they're up one nothing in Colorado against the Rockies. Yep. Jameson Tolland pitching for them tonight. Chris Archer gave up four runs in his debut against Pittsburgh. Or, excuse me, in his debut with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, not a good debut. I mean, he's coming <laughs> off of three straight bad starts. I mean, his last two starts with Tampa Bay, not very good. He actually had a bad start, I believe, uh, against the Orioles, who put up about yeah. nine to t- 11 runs, somewhere in that range. Worst team in baseball. Uh, that that loss personally hit me very hard, but I'm not a big Chris Archer fan after that loss. But he's one of those guys that competes for the Cy Young. Yeah, year in, year out, he's, he's like. got the potential. It, what, to do it. But what's strange to me though with this trade is they traded Garrett Cole away, who was probably arguably a better pitcher than Chris Archer. I think yeah, and they gave up more prospects with the Archer trade than they got back. With the Garrett Cole trade, I don't know. I don't like it. I didn't like the trades I, from Pittsburgh, to be honest. I just thought it was too early to pull the trigger from Pittsburgh. You're not like you I got two other teams ahead of you in the in the, in the division, w- and you got four plus teams ahead, four or five teams ahead of you in the wild card race in the National League. Yeah. To be honest, National League playoffs. The I think last Atlanta should have made a play for Archer. Was so I think Atlanta should have made a play for Archer. Well, they did. They were there. The, the, they were the asking up. price was too high. That's why they they, 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 they could have given up Kyle Wright. Like, you like they had like the what they got for Archer. That that's what they were asking for Atlanta and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee and Atlanta are kind of in the same situation. Milwaukee being a little bit ahead of Atlanta right now, in my opinion. 
you know, they, they have, they've, they've built the, the farm system for years and they really just didn't want to give it up at the moment, you know. And Atlanta and Milwaukee looking at more of the lower caliber pitchers with, you know, stuff, you know, like Matt Harvey and Atlanta getting Kevin Gosman. I just didn't think they they wanted to part ways with, you know, top level t- uh, talent, you know. Uh, Meadows and Glassnow, I believe, were Pittsburgh's one and two prospects. I mean, but they we got to look at time prospects. Like, I don't. Atlanta was not going to give up Kyle Wright or or a uh, Acuna or something somebody that they really not believe for, in in their future for Chris Archer, no. who hasn't been that very very good of a pitcher this season. I mean, and he can be, like, but not. They wouldn't want to risk I'm it. I'm pretty sure they asked for Allard in that <laughs> trade as well, and Tampa thought he was an elite talent, and he's not. Looking oh to be too well, good of a long-term major league pitcher. He's played two games. One of them was a win. It's off of four earned runs, Michael. Let, let me ask you this straight up. Take the, take his jersey off his back. If you, you, wanna, if you see him pitching, do you think he has elite-level stuff to play as a front-end rotation starter in the major leagues? Do you think he has elite-level? He's not a – right news, now he's not a front-level breaking, starter. Breaking news. Joe Simpson questions – Braves announcer questions Juan Soto's age draws reaction from Nationals GM Mike Rizzo. We were just talking about Juan game, Soto's man. age earlier. During like, this game. He does not look 19. And, he does not look 19. <laughs> um, speaking of the Nationals in Atlanta, big series they're in. It's also tied 1-1 one one in the top of the seventh. That does not surprise uh, me. Charlie Culberson, <laughs> Joe hit, said that. <laughs> Charlie Culberson hits a solo home run in the sixth inning. All right. And ties the game up. And uh, Washington got him the, earlier today in this Around noon, started off. Big series for Atlanta, though. Got four games with Washington, and they got Milwaukee this weekend. Um, I got a hot take. Let's I think, hear it. I think uh, very good chance you could see Tuki Toussaint pitching in Atlanta this weekend against Milwaukee if if they slide a few games here, get get they lose three or four, or and maybe, maybe even get swept. I think you could see a, a prospect and being called up this week. They, they already got one guy hurt yeah. today. They already called some two guys up. Who'd they call up? There wasn't any players that's already been in the at the majors that just keep going back and forth. No big time so prospects. No, no big moves. Not really. The Tuki pitched last night and uh, Gwinnett. What's the realistic chance we see Atlanta slide enough to not even make playoffs? I mean, they've been. I think str- there's a chance. They've been struggling I mean, but, very heavily since All Star break. But, they have not been struggling. But I, <laughs> y'all aren't making any ground on the Phillies. Y'all are just kind well, of just well, they, no, Phillies Atlanta, keep winning. Atlanta's too. winning, but Philly keeps winning as well. Last night they lost, so Washington picked up a game earlier today. So we got we got we got a chance. To see it's some, just been a toss up. We got a chance East. to see some free baseball tonight. Right now we got one to one tie in the seventh. National League playoff race is going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. You got Colorado in it. You got Arizona in it. You got the Dodgers in it in the West. You got Philly and Atlanta. You got Milwaukee and Chicago. It's going to be nice. Uh, but I will say the Phillies have the easiest schedule out of all all the teams in the race. Yeah, the rest of their schedule is pretty easy. A lot of Marlins and a lot of Mets. That'll get you but, to the you playoffs. Know, <laughs> just, that's just the way the coin falls. and You got to deal with it. You got to win. All you can do is win and See what happens. And you gotta see a lot oh. of my man, don't you, Mikey? You gonna see all Harper um, a couple times. Speaking of Bryce Harper, do you think he gets his average up to above two fifty, Cam? Yes. By the end of the season he'll definitely be above two fifty. 
I think, and here's a bold prediction, and I think you agree with me on this. I think if he hops his average up and comes back and has a terrific tear like he did the first half of his MVP season where he hit 370 before the All-Star break, I think he gets his average 270, 280. He's going to have he, 40 biscuits, I will back you up 130 on this. ribbies. He's going to be in the question for MVP. I voting. will back you up a bit on this. Not happening. He is batting 380 in his last 16 games, and he's batting 468 in his last seven. So, he, he's on the rise. We'll see. I don't, I'm not sure about the MVP, but – not happy. But Not no way if he gets a 270, th- he may get votes, especially if they make the playoffs. The Nats are going to need a push. And they're going to need a lot. And Harper knows that he's going to have to step up and, you know, make plays in the outfield and make plays at the plate. So I, mean, I think he's going to take that pressure on himself. Um, we've seen him do it before. I mean, when he's playing well, the Nats are doing yes. well. That's why they weren't. In the in the top in the past this first half of the season, if he plays well, then they they will make a push for the wild card or possibly the division. But I don't see him. But I mean, he's that type of player. You know, all, the whole team responds to him. So yeah, he's streaky. So we're getting into a little bit of basketball. Um, Las Vegas Westgate uh, over under odds came out today, and uh, the Celtics. Are at fifty-seven and a half wins, and the Warriors at sixty-two and a half. The Rockets following them up in the Western Conference with fifty-four and a half. Um, the Lakers are at forty-eight and a half, and the poor old Cavs are at thirty and a half with LeBron leaving. I'm not sure if they get there. That'll be um, You said the impact he makes. Victor Oladipo's Pacers are at forty-seven and a half. Um, Greek Freaks Bucks are at 46.5. Um, ben Simmons Embiid, the 76ers are at 54.5. That's a good number. And Grayson um, Allen's is Jazz. The <laughs> Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell are at 48.5. You're not calling that Grayson Allen's team? No, I'm not calling that Grayson Allen's team. It's not his team. I am um, Grayson Allen. The Oklahoma City Thunder, Paul George and Westbrook, 50.5. Uh, you really think that's Grayson Allen's team? No, I just like, I just like picking on Grayson okay. Allen to be honest. And we, I have a friend. He's ugly. Who's a big Grayson Allen fan? And I just want, I just want him to listen. I hope he listens to this podcast. And this is at you, Peyton Moran. Grayson Allen is a bust. He's going to be having an awful NBA career. I don't think he deserved to go in the first round. I think Jello Ball deserves to play in the NBA more than Grayson Allen does. That's oh a gosh. fact. <laughs> okay, so, I enjoyed uh, Grayson Allen at Duke. He was he was real, real uh, real edgy. I'm surprised he was. you. He was Christian Leitner reincarnated. He was. He was. But you like Bryce Harper, but he's he, a little dirty. He's a little dirty. I don't like Bryce Harper. I, I like Bryce Harper because he's a good player. Okay, uh, Grayson Allen's not a good basketball. Getting into Grayson Allen. Uh, he needs. To, he he does need to calm down a little bit because he will get punched in the face. In the I mean, NBA. he's already started fights. I mean, but, in the NBA preseason. Yeah. I mean, he was already getting altercations. So, Showbuzz Sports fans and supporters, we are starting a new um, session today. Uh, it's called Trending Up or Down. It's going to be a new new thing we do every podcast or every other podcast. We uh we're going. We may end up trading it out with buy, sell, hold every other podcast. But um, it's basically we got a few options and uh, we pick trending up or trending down. Good pretty or bad. simple. Pretty good or bad. Pretty simple. 
at number one, we got the Tennessee Titans, and I'll we'll go Mike Cam and Dickie, and then I'll go go around the table. So uh, Mike, Titans. Go the Titans. I mean, Mariota didn't have that great of a year last year. Yeah. I seen him bouncing back, having a better year than last year, and I don't know how good they're going to do this year. Not yeah, looking. Listen. Not looking too favorable for him, but yep. I'll yep. say going up from last year. You're going down. I don't see Mariota as a elite level quarterback that can run a franchise. I think they have some good pieces. I just I just don't see him making any noise. I'm saying they're trending down. Not so fast, Cam. <laughs> Channel my inner Lee Corso. I think the Titans they are on the uprise. Mariota is healthy for camp. He's gonna lead that team. I'll say to 10 wins. I think they go 10 and 6 in the AFC South. Um, I am a Colts fan, but <laughs> Houston is not going to be there. Jacksonville, um, I think that, that was kind of a fluke season last year. I think they got real lucky. Um, but I think Tennessee gets to 10 wins. They make the playoffs. Um, they'll lose in the first round. I feel yeah. they'll lose in the divisional. But I think, I, think the I think they're on the I think they're on the uprise. Yeah. I mean, you think Jacksonville, even with that whole thing, you, they have an elite quarterback, Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles is he's not never, elite. He's never lost a Super Bowl. He ain't played in one. I think the Titans. But he's never lost one. I think the Titans are trending up, too. Uh, they just hired uh, the OC from the Los Angeles Rams, Jerry Goff, last year. And I think they finished second in the division. I think Houston wins. Really? I think Houston wins with Deshaun Watson, man. I think. Last year he got hurt and Jacksonville took over because they had the best defense in the in the division. Yeah. Luck out and then Titans playing playing really piss poor football. Um, they had the best defense in the NFL. But I, you know with Mariota back and then you got Derrick Henry in the backfield with Deion Lewis yeah. and they improved the secondary a lot with Malcolm Butler. Still don't know why he didn't play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, he was in the middle. I always wonder. So uh, I think the Titans are trending up and uh, I think they're going to finish second in the AFC. South and I think Deshaun Watson ultimately wins it. I just I don't think Andrew Luck has enough, you know, around him, no line and everything. But you get beat up when you get beat up consistently in the backfield. Yeah, it, it, it takes ta- a toll on you, it, especially it, it, as a quarterback. It takes a toll on your body. Uh, number two, uh, I'll go back around this time. Uh, Cam Newton, and I think he's trending down. I mean, yeah, I think, we've, we've discussed this earlier in the podcast. I mean, he's not. I think he's going to have, I mean, his division, you know, Drew Brees, better football team. They got a be, they got better players, better defense. So, also, Atlanta's <laughs> way better than Carolina. And they're going to beat Tampa. But, Cam, I'm going to finish third, I think. Go ahead, Dick. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's, since the MVP season of 2015, he is, he's been going down. Um, Mentioned, mentioned earlier, he is a he is a B quarterback. He will never he will not be in the A plus category. Um, I think he's tier two. Yeah, defense keeps them in ball games. He's just too inconsistent for them to win on win on a consistent basis. Uh, I think they get to about eight or nine wins, um, good enough to maybe make the playoffs, be in there for the wild card. But Cam Newton, turn him down for me. I think Cam Newton has PTSD. Wakes up crying, seeing the seeing visions of the five head Peyton Manning. It's infiltrating his dreams, causing him nightmares. I think he's trending down. I think he's going nowhere but down. 
to you, Mikey. Yeah, it's. I mean, he has the the talent to like win games, but I don't like it. I think trending down. They need to get a pro style like Brady Rogers type quarterback. Um, so the Giants, yeah, definitely up because last year they lost all their receiving core. So I don't see how you can go down from that. And Eli Manning, he's just he can take a team to the playoffs. He's he's proven he can do it. So definitely trending up for me. I'm a, I'm gonna say they're going up. I think they have some good pieces in play to make some pretty good runs in the. Upcoming years, go to you, Dicky. I'll, I'll agree. I think they're headed up. I think Saquon Barkley has given them um, some rejuvenation there in the backfield. I think Eli Manning finally has somebody to hand the ball off to that is reliable. It may be some growing pains there early, but they do have they do bring in Brendan Marshall, and if they can if they can uh, retain OBJ, I think they'll they'll be fine offensively. Uh, not too sure about the defense, but yeah, I think they'll I think they'll be competitive. Yeah, I think the Giants trending up. Uh got a good young tight end, Evan Ingram at Old Miss. Uh OBJ of course is speaks for itself, he's really great. Bringing in Saquon. Uh I I do feel like Dicky, I think there'll be a little growing pains early. They may start off scuffling, maybe lose two or three or something like that. But I mean the Giants, they always do that. They've won Super Bowls doing that, so. But I do feel good about the Giants. I think they're training up. All right, give us your take on the A's. Oakland A's. Uh, they are there in the race right now, but I don't think they ultimately make the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't necessarily say they're training down, but I don't think they're going to, you know, break through into the, into the playoffs and play in October. Yeah, I mean, they're playing hot baseball. Yeah. It just seems like they always they're always playing good baseball right now in August. The same, yeah, the exact same thing last year. But uh, I'm gonna do it. Dicky, go ahead with the A's. I think I agree with both of you. I mean, I think they're playing pretty well, uh, but I don't see them making a push. There's too many. There's too many good too teams, many good teams in the American League. Yeah. yeah, they're saying for me. I think they're going down. Like, then Mikey's pretty much already. Saying. Yeah, I mean, you can't. There's like the AL. There's. Like the AL wildcard teams have like better records than some of the NL teams. Like the AL yeah. is just stacked. I don't see them getting in. All right, we'll take away the, the, the Washington most expected and excited. The, the Nats. The Nats. What's your? I mean, as much as I want to say they're trending down as a Braves fan, <laughs> I agree. And I just, oh, it's gonna kill me. But with them playing good baseball here lately. They might be trending up, but so is the Braves and the Phillies. So they're going to be trending down compared to the Braves and Phillies. That's my take on that. All right, and this <laughs> goes out to another one of my Twitter followers, uh, <laughs> Brett Mansfield. Um, this is called the Phoenix Effect. They're rising from the ashes, and they're making a push. They're 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 taking. They're taking. They're getting to the playoffs. And Harper's gonna have one of the greatest back back ends of a season in MLB history, and that's my prediction for the Washington Nationals. Oh goodness! <laughs> you got a lot of hater Twitter followers out there. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I I think they're headed upward. I mean, it it hurts to be a Braves fan and watch them kind of take over, but or go ahead of us, I should say. Um, 
I think Harper gets hot late. I think they try to make a push uh, for the wild card. So, uh, uh, I think the Nats are turning up as well. I did pick. I did say a couple weeks ago that they're that they're going to run the table and end up winning the East, and I still believe that way. Oh, uh, they're playing good ball right now. Harper's swinging the bat. Ryan Zimmerman swinging the bat. Rendon swinging the bat, and you know Scherzer always shows up every fifth day and deals. Elevates and celebrates, um, but it's going to be an interesting race with the NL East. I think it's going to be down to the wire last few games of the season. But I mean, you know Washington does have a long road. They're, they're five games is a lot. To oh yeah, come especially back this late in the season. This late, it's, it's doable. A, it's a lot to come back from. But that the team they have, it's very doable. You know, especially really, with the upcoming Braves schedule. Yeah, Braves got a tough. They have run. a lot of games with uh, Phillies and the Braves, so. Gonna be interesting to see. And another throw out a quick congratulations to Ryan Zimmerman, all time leading home run leader, yeah. Washington Nationals. Uh, so that's it for today. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors Foothill Freeware, um, Hooper's Lawn Care, and we wish y'all good night, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Good night, Canada. And many, many more.